Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Steelers Draft Talk. Today, we're going to be breaking down the top cornerbacks in the 2023 NFL Draft class. Really excited to get into this one. This position group is, to me, the probably the best position group in the entire class. Definitely um, one that I've spent a ton of time grinding the tape on. I'm excited to hear Nick's thoughts as well. Um, joining me, Nick Martin. How are we doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, man. It's always a great day when you get to watch the cornerbacks in this class and you get to talk about you get to talk about it because God, this this corner class is so deep. It it, it yeah. I don't I don't see how teams could resist just being able to like at least double down at the position. That's just how deep it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ridiculous class. I mean, there's there's several guys in the first round that I really, really like um, that I would love to come away with. And then there's even guys on day three that like I can get on board with as potential starters. And, you know, that's that's not the case every year. And it's not the case with every position group, especially in a class like this. Um, so I'm excited to break these guys down, go over their strengths, weaknesses, kind of see how we have them ranked, uh, where we agree, where we disagree. So um, without you know further ado, let, let's go ahead and get into it. You want to go straight to number five, or you want to give some honorable mention shout outs? Uh, two honorable mentions because they were very close to making it in okay. is um, Cam Smith and uh, and Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips probably has some of the best technique, and I actually think he may have just straight up the best technique in this class. He's just got a very consistent. He's very consistent with his hands. He's he doesn't get really grabby. And the thing I like about him is just how balanced his base is. Like he just keeps himself just perfectly in line. His his pedal's extremely smooth to be able to mirror from off coverage. He's one of those guys that you can play. I think teams. Uh, I think people are not going to like him as much on the outside because the way he tested. But mm-hmm. I think he really. I think he's one of the most battle tested guys out of this class in terms of facing. Co- top competition you know he's had experience against jack sith jigba drake london jordan addison twice and you know he had some really good reps and you know it was a bunch of battling and i just i like that a lot about him and then cam smith listen man you talk about corners with smooth pedals from off coverage those guys get me every single time and the fact cam smith tackles the catch so well is just it's really hard for me to ignore I that's one of my biggest biases as an evaluator when it comes to corners and I have to I have to catch it every single time because I like guys who can who can press but I love guys who could be able to just mirror just so well with their feet and then they have like that explosive click and close to just be able to tackle the catch so consistently like he can handle quarters he can handle off man like it's he's the type of guy that you play in an off man scheme at end zone coverage and you're gonna you're gonna thrive yeah Uh, i'll get into a little bit of cam smith later just to um you know hit hit on clark phillips man like uh, you know he's a guy who's been he was a really high highly touted recruit coming out of high school um very sought after guy i think he's like one of utah's like biggest recruits ever if i remember correctly um i think they stole him from ohio state if i remember yeah but CP3, man, he's he's been an incredible player over the course of his career. Got a ton of experience, ball skills, can click and close. You know, doesn't have a long speed. He's small, but, you know, inside-outside versatility to me. I know a lot of teams are going to push him inside to the slot, but, you know, he's a guy that could potentially play on the outside just because of how smart he is, how good he uh, transitions, you know, close quarters, change direction skills, 
Um, like I mentioned, the ball skills with him are very, very real. He's a threat to take the ball away anytime you throw in his direction. So um, he's a guy that I really like. I think that he's going to go lower than a lot of people are mocking him to go now just because he just does not hit the thresholds. Uh, and there's so just, many not just size, but athleticism reads. too. And it's hard. Like cornerback is a stopwatch position. It just it just is. It's a fact of the matter. NFL teams value athleticism probably at this position more than any other, with the exception of maybe edge rusher, if I had to guess. Um, so yeah, Phillips is a really good player. Um, he would be outside of the top five for me. Um, uh, but let's go ahead and get into uh who who's your number five guy? This is probably going to upset some people, but I have Devin Witherspoon as my number five, and it has Ooh. to do. It has to do more so. You're you're talking about the stopwatch position. Mm-hmm. That this is one of my biggest issues with Devin Witherspoon. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the things I really like about him, though. If there is any corner in this class that just gets the position, understands the nuances, him and Clark Phillips are at the top and. You see Devin Witherspoon, he does not commit to opening the gate uh, too soon. He always he always stays in his pedal. He has really good technique and press coverage, despite not being the longest guy. He's really physical. I enjoy that a lot about him. There's a lot of feistiness to him. There's, I think there's a lot of um, overlooking of some of his grabbiness um, when it comes to his he gets a really grabby at the top of routes sometimes. And a, a lot of times like you see him, like when he gets beat, he'll, he'll like try to wrap around. And some of these went uncalled and he had like six, I believe six pass interference penalties against him in coverage, which is, um which is pretty notable overall. And I think the fact that he, he gets that grabby has to do a little bit with his long speed as well. And I've seen him, in terms of the reps I've seen, I think I've seen about six reps where he got challenged vertically. Four of four of them, he was he takes a while to, to like he likes to stay in his pedal for a very long time. So when he starts to transition, he does not have the long speed to be able to make up for those like those longer those longer like lasting pedals. And because of that, he ends up getting beat vertically way more than you'd expect. And for me. I like him. I think he's a very I think he's just going to be a very solid high floor player, but there are people who are comping him to like Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander and I am not losing, that type of mover. I'm losing my damn mind when I when I was watching his film and I was just like that is not the I was just like that's not the type of player he is, but he's a he's a damn good one. I think he's going to be like one of those one of those guys that you can move inside and out because I think he has really good slot versatility and, you know, depending on how much you value the slot, I mean, slot is a huge important trait in terms of corners. And a lot of corners say it's the hardest spot to play. So if you value that more odds are you might have Witherspoon a little higher than I do. Mm -hmm. And I totally get it. I, I love, I love his technique, love his film, but I'm a little worried, especially with the level of competition he played because he was not challenged very often. Yeah. All interesting points. Uh, Witherspoon's a little bit higher for me, so I'm, I'm going to wait to kind of go over, you know, my thoughts on him as a prospect. Um, but number five for me was Cam Smith. Um, 
you already hit on a lot of the same points that I had in my nose for him. But, you know, six foot one, 180 pounds, uh, can play from different alignments, whether that's outside, inside. We saw him play in the slot, um, can play some soft press, uh, mostly off coverage, though, just in games I watched. Uh, very smooth in his back pedal, zero wasted motion, you know, does a really good job staying square to the wide receiver. Um, just really good mover uh, moving backwards, but fluid hips, clean transitions. Um, there's one, two as a tackler. He's aggressive. He's an aggressive player in nature. Uh, trash talker, loves to come downhill. Uh, will look to limit yards after the catch. I thought that was notable in the game against Jalen Hyatt. You know, he shadowed him in the slot. Um, you know, South Carolina felt confident in that matchup with him, even though they were, you know, scared of, you know, his speed uh, playing so much off coverage. But I thought short area quickness is a plus in his game, has good click and close ability, um, can accelerate out of his breaks, uh, notable ball skills. Clemson from 2021, Tate was the best one that I watched. I thought he had an awesome interception. He's playing cover zero. Um they tried to stack him with like a deep post route over the top and he was in phase the whole time and then ended up skying over the receiver to make a play on the football. So um, notable ball production. I think it's something like 22 pass breakups or interceptions on 94 career targets in the SEC against good competition. So um, all of that stuff, you know, he, he's got a lot to like with his game um, in terms of the negatives, you know, slight frame. This this quarterback class has a lot of guys that are like sub 180 pounds, which is historically very rare. I think there's I counted last night. There's five cornerbacks in the entire NFL that are 180, 180 pounds or less that are in the mock draftable database that are still on rosters that dates back to 1999. So. We're going to have like five, six, seven of them drafted, I think, in the first like three, four rounds. So this is this class is just really light. Um, I thought he was quicker than fast. I don't see a third gear in recovery mode. Um, I think that he's a guy that doesn't like he definitely tested faster than I thought he played. I thought he was a high four, four, low four, five guy. Um Missed tackles were a concern a little bit in the games that I watched. Ten penalties in 2022, grabby in nature. Like I said, he's just a really aggressive player. And then just in general, like I watched him over the summer, and I think he was CB2 for me over the summer um, behind Keely Ringo, who also didn't make my top five. And I just didn't see the development this year. Like I don't – like a lot of the same things that I was a little bit worried about coming into this season um, – were still a concern to me this year, which is a little bit concerning. But I think he's going to be a good player, definitely a starting caliber corner. I'm just not sure that I see the upside because I don't know if he's the elite athlete that you want for like a top tier cornerback, um, just as it relates to his long speed. So yeah, uh, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with this the Cam Smith valuation. He just didn't take the step forward this year. That happened with a lot of South Carolina players too. Like it wasn't. Like it, it was Clemson and South Carolina Clemson where players, too, yeah, yeah it, where players just didn't really make that jump that you were hoping for. The thing with me with Cam Smith, like, I'm I, his 21 tape is extremely good. I, I've it seen most good. of his 21 tape. I have not seen a ton of his 22 tape, and that's the thing why I couldn't rank him like in the top five, despite all the biases I have about corners like that, and you know you know how I love aggressive corners and, and yep. stuff like that. Like there's a lot of things to love with Cam Smith's tape. There's some things that definitely are a little concerning and you wanted to see some development. You that's where you ask him, you know, what, what happened, you know, what, 
you know, can you walk? You know, that that happened with a lot of the South Carolina players, especially in the first half of the season. It was rough for them that until they got like hot down the stretch. And I think you saw like improvements in a lot of those guys or, or after that. So yeah. I'm going to get into my number four. You, pr- you probably don't have him on your list. Uh, I ended up liking Emmanuel Forbes way more than I thought I would. And a lot of that has to do with his 22 versus 21 tape. I think his 21 tape, he was a lot more aggressive. I think he was very susceptible to double moves, like almost like stupidly. So he opened the gate a lot. Like he would constantly, like what I said about Devin Witherspoon, about him constantly staying in his pedal. uh, Forbes would, would constantly open the gate. And there's a play I I showed from Kayshawn Booty uh, from, he was going up against Kayshawn Booty in 2021 and he just instantly commits to to the outside booty crosses his face and then he takes it for like a 70 yard touchdown i'm just i was just like what i was just like what what am i watching right now and the reason forbes does that is because he has such ridiculous recovery speed like Mm -hmm. out of all the corners in this class he, he may not test the fastest, but he has the fastest ability to be able to get back in phase with in terms of his speed. And I think a lot of that also has to do with his length. His length is like around 32 and a half inch arms, but he has like a much longer wingspan. Like he's got these really wide shoulders. Like he's got like a 92nd percentile uh, wingspan for a corner. And when you look at Forbes, um, he, Obviously, he's a total outlier in ter- in terms of his weight, like 166 pounds at the combine, reportedly 170 at his pro day. Still not that much of improvements. Not it's like th- also people- didn't work out. So I yeah, just wanna, I want to put or did he work out? I know he didn't run. Again. No, did he work out at all. He was doing positional drills. Okay. I saw I saw him doing that. I did. I was looking for a That's video. That fake weight right there. Yeah, I I don't think it's the I don't think it's quite that fake weight, but you know I it's gonna be hard to put weight on this guy because he doesn't have he's got like a very wiry frame, but the thing I like about him he is so willing in the run game. One of the things um about corners like him is you want to see that willingness to like get involved in the run game and be able to be an active part of like, you know, your team's run fits. And there were just so many instances. He made some really key tackles, especially in the screen game. Like Georgia threw like five screens to his side. And I think they had like two get past him and he was just constantly taking on blocks. There's just so many good things. Like for me, when you can just destroy from off man coverage, like he's just got an explosive click and close ability. He's a little, um, he, he tends to be a little bit more on his heels when he is in his pedal. It's definitely something you want to improve before you might want to start him more from like a shuffle technique. You don't want him, you know, fully mirroring guys off the line. I'd say the thing I'd like to see is the, with Mississippi state, they played him a lot of off. I'm kind of curious how he would be as a press man corner. I don't think his play strength is all that great, but I do think that length to be able to control at the line of scrimmage. Plus I do think he has the reactive foot speed to be able to mirror guys should be a very, you know, big asset for him. And obviously ball skills, like this guy yeah. set a record, a FBS record 
for interceptions returned for a touchdown. 14 career interceptions as well. Like, that's just ridiculous stuff. And he plays the ball like a wide receiver. He tracks it extremely well. He high points it. You know, he, he, if I'm evaluating him as a wide receiver, I'd I'd say like he has really good hand technique. You know, he's got, he he plays the ball at its point. There there are things I really like in that regard. Overall, with me, uh, I just think there are things he needs to clean up technique wise. But you talk about like the, the traits in terms of being able to play the ball in the air, uh, the ability to recover, the length to be able to recover as well. There's just a lot of stuff I like. And I do think he is slightly tall in his transitions. Like he definitely shows like some likeiness to him, but he's overall smooth in the hips. That's all I can really ask for. And I think he has some scheme versatility down the line. You might play him a little more and off, maybe some press man to start his career. And then as he works on his technique, I think you could have a, like a really refined corner down the line. You're just going to get a lot of feast or famine early on because he's the type of guy who feasts for the big play. So you have to be prepared for that. It'll be kind of like a Marcus Peters, Trevon Diggs type of, uh, type of ordeal. Yeah, uh, Forbes is the guy. We talked about this a little before we jumped on, but I, I just I'm very conflicted on what to do with him as a player. Uh, I I think that there are you know a lot of highs on his tape where I get impressed, and then there's a lot of lows. Like you said, there's just going to be this I feel like roller coaster of emotions with him at all times uh, early on in his career. So, um, you know, you mentioned the ball skills, very evident, willing tackler, um, competitive player how wasted transitions are a little bit wonky at times. It's just the, the frame for me too. Like he's such a willing tackler. Like, and I've seen him like come and like set the edge against the run. And like, he like slips blocks and will tackle running backs. And like his missed tackle percentage is high, but it's like, it's because he just throws himself in the mix. But like, there's just times against like sec backs where like he hits somebody and he gets just thrown backwards on the turf. And I'm like, it literally looks like he's in a car crash. And I, I like I've commend him for it because there's guys in this class like that just don't put themselves in the mix in the run game. They just don't do it like Forbes does. So I appreciate the willingness. It's just like at the next level, like is his body going to hold up? Like I mentioned earlier, there's five cornerbacks on NFL rosters right now in the mock draftable database that are sub 180. Forbes is 166. He was 170 at his pro day, but didn't run total did some drills. I mean there's only one cornerback in the database ever that's been lighter than 166, which is probably what he's going to try to play at. So I just, I don't know how that's going to hold up. Um, but length, you know, recovery speed, that was a big plus for me. Like I, there were times where like he was, you know, he's a gambler. Uh, he bites on double moves. He tries to, you know, take chances. Those interceptions didn't come by chance. And, uh, but like when he does get himself out of phase, like he can accelerate quickly get himself back into place um yeah. and having that length helps too you know so one quick i don't just know one, good player one, yeah go ahead yeah. just one quick thing uh like you mentioned like the like when he's getting you know aggressive the thing i like a lot is he doesn't have to play perfect to be able to work himself back in a phase and i think that's something you know guys like clark phillips and devin witherspoon they need that they need that perfect technique almost not every rep but in very, you know, specific moments, like when they're mm. getting beat across, you know, beat, you know, vertically. And I think that's something Forbes, he's just able to recover extremely well. And yeah. I think 
that's it's it's just such a value trait. It you know, you you're not gonna play perfect every snap. Yeah. Yeah, like I said before we jumped on here, he's a guy that I'm going to try to watch even more of just because I know the Steelers have had a good amount of interest with him. And I just, he's someone that I struggle to evaluate. I just, I just want to really pinpoint some of these uh, finer details to figure out like how to rank him. But he, he just wasn't a guy I was comfortable putting in the top five just as of right now. Um, my number four guy was Joy Porter Jr. from Penn State. Obviously a heavy mock draft, mock draft favorite for the Steelers. Um, six two hundred ninety three pounds at the combine, thirty four inch arms, just unbelievably um, ridiculous length for a quarterback. Um, that length just helps him like engulf wide receivers basically at the line of scrimmage. He can basically dictate the entire flow of reps um, just based on his length and his size alone. Uh, he is a pure press man corner. Um, he can do some cover two stuff. I love the way that he reroutes guys at the second level. Um, and cover two reps. If you're looking for a guy that is going to reroute aggressively and help your safeties, like Porter can absolutely do that. Um, I thought his 22 tapes showed improvement in terms of cutting down his grabbiness throughout the route stem. That was a big pet peeve of mine in 21. I just felt like he was grabbing on at times, like holding on for dear life, whether it was him not trusting his deep speed or, you know, just him being unnecessarily physical when he didn't necessarily need to. Um, He was rarely targeted this past season. Um, Opposing quarterbacks, I thought, were scared of him in the games that I watched. Um, The only game – I had to find games like uh, Purdue and the Ohio State game uh, really to get reps of him just getting the ball thrown his way. Um, I like how he limits yards after the catch. Um, he's physical, um, a solid tackler. He's not going to get boxed out by virtually anybody in the red zone. Um, I think he's going to be a plus asset down there. I've seen guys try to like run fades on him or try to cross his face. Um, and they just weren't very successful. Um, as far as the negatives, uh, severe lack of turnover production for an alpha wide receiver, you know, he didn't, or alpha cornerback, excuse me. Um, he wasn't yeah targeted a ton but like at the same time i just there were times where he just did not make plays on the football that i was wanting him to uh he had a dropped interception in that purdue game that was a good read by him but he just literally thrown right to him dropped it um so i'm not sure about the hands uh penalties were cut down this year i think he had 10 and 21 and 3 and 22 if i remember correctly um he can still be grabby at the break point and just my general lack of um My biggest knock probably on him is just I think he's incredibly scheme dependent. Like, this is a guy that you absolutely have got to play in press coverage um, or you're going to be playing him as like a cloud corner where you're only going to ask him to reroute. Um, Change of direction skills, hit fluidity, off coverage, like pedal, like he cannot do any of that. Like, and I don't mean that like in a – like, I, I hate saying, like, can't because, like, guys can get better. But, like, I've watched this dude pedal, and, like, he – I just don't think he can backpedal. I don't think he's ever going to be able to do it. Like, just with his size and his build, like, he just looks so uncomfortable. And, like, in in reps that I did find where they were playing him in off coverage, like, guys were easily getting him turned around, and he was open at a gate. I mean, it's just – I just don't know that he's ever going to be fluid enough to do that. So, I think he's scheme dependent. That's one of the things that bothers me. I try not to knock guys as much on that because that's a lesson that I've learned in years past where it's like, you know, we see guys have these scheme dependencies but then go to the perfect situation and then they end up hitting their ceiling faster than other guys who are, like, more versatile. So, I still like Porter. He was a guy that, like, I had to really dig into his tape 
um, to really see it with him just because like I didn't feel like I, I still don't feel like I'm as high on him as like maybe some other people are. Um, but you know, just the only other thing too, like for a guy that plays and press as much as he does, like he really has some technical stuff to get cleaned up. Um, you'll frequently see him missing jams, like two hand jams, lunging. He's got some false steps. Um, so for a guy that's going to be press scheme dependent, he's going to really have to work on his fundamentals and his technique at the line um, over the summer and heading into his rookie season. But I still think like he has the ability as a press corner with that length, his size, physicality. Um, to match up with the bigger wide receivers in the NFL um, and win the majority of his matchups if he hits the ceiling. So. Yeah, you pretty much nailed the nailed it uh, with the evaluation on Porter. Um, big thing with me, uh, he's number three for me, so he's not. We're not too. We're not too far off overall. Um, Joey Porter Jr. Um, thing I was really impressed with is just how long his arms are because he can get beat across his face and then he somehow works back in, in phase. Like it's actually crazy the amount of times I watched him get beat across his face against Purdue and he still got like he still like was able to get his hand in there. You mentioned him and zone coverage. I think this guy has really good understanding of route distribution and how to like just jump into jump into passing planes the purdue game yes it yes that game in particular it was there's some really good stuff um with porter from a shuffle technique and zone coverage i like i don't like him from a pedal and i worry about any team that plays a lot of quarters that's going to end up drafting joey porter jr because i do think his hips are smooth i think his feet are way too stagnant they're they're not very that's one of the things I worry about with him. He's not as good as mirroring guys with his feet, and he has to control guys with his length in order to be able to dictate, like, you know, the rep when it comes to that type of stuff. So if you're playing, if you're drafting Joey Porter, odds are you are a press man scheme. You play a lot of cover three and a lot of cover two. You do not play a lot of quarters because if you play a lot of off-man quarters with him, I think you're going to find him struggling a lot. And there's just going to be a lot of pass interference involved in the, if you end up doing that. I don't think he can't pedal. I just don't think he's very good at it right now. So in terms of a projection early on, I don't like him in those type of schemes. But let's say he improves in that regard. Maybe it opens up your the ability to be more scheme versatile. But as you said, draft him for a press man scheme. Get, get, let him dictate the reps. Even though his press technique is not that good with his, you know, his hand placement, like there are some wild reps with him just like dominating reps. Yeah, just outright, outright ridiculous reps. But there's also some reps where like Guys like give him a good foot fire off the line of scrimmage, and then he just kind of like he just kind of flails his hands in the in the air, and he just doesn't get a single hand on a guy. Like there's just there's instances he has to improve with his you know his hand placement with in press. But I like his projection overall to the NFL. I think he if he goes to the again the best scheme fit, I think he'll be a good player. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like the player. Um, he's he's a first round type player for me. Um, number three for me, which I be, only because I think that I know I, I now know who's number two for you. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this because I think I told you before we jumped on that I'm going to be higher on Banks than everybody. But apparently you're potentially even higher on him than I am. Um, 
But my number three corner is Deontay Banks from Maryland. I this is this is a flag plant type of player for me, just in in general, um, just because of how I feel like the consensus views him, and I, I think that I'm higher on him um, than the than the consensus for sure. But uh, Banks, six foot, one hundred ninety seven pounds, he is a great mover, not just because of his size, like for his size, but he's just a great mover in general. Uh, tons of alignment and scheme versatility. They asked him to play a, a myriad of different um, coverages. Um, you know, press, zone, man, quarters, um, you know, cover two, like he could pretty much do it all. Uh, physical in-your-face cornerback who basically looks to just impose his will on you at the line of scrimmage. I mean, uh, this is a guy who's going to get hands on you, and there are some just absolutely dominant, dominant reps with his physicality. Um, he has the feet to mirror, releases at the line of scrimmage, incredibly smooth back pedal, particularly in quarters. Um Love the way he pedals. Love the way he uh, uses his feet. Stays uh, square to the receiver. Very sticky in general in coverage. Very little separation at the break point. Um, fluid hips. Uh, more than enough speed to stay on top. Uh, I was not surprised that he ran a four thirty five. I thought he was going to be a, a four four flat guy, um, and he he exceeded that at the combine. Very explosive athlete out of his transitions. Um, takes matchups very very personally. I. The Ohio State game to me, he he didn't win every rep, but I thought it was very notable that against those Ohio State receivers, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Mecca Buka, Julian Fleming, those are all five star guys that are going to be like NFL type prospects. He was in press coverage almost every rep, took it very personally, had some dominating reps, one reps against Marvin Harrison Jr. I've watched Marvin Harrison Jr. a lot. I have not seen other corners even remotely give him trouble. So uh, there's an unreal amount of upside. I think he has the second most upside of any corner in this entire class. Uh, only one missed tackle last year, too. So um, really liked that on tape. I didn't see him miss a single tackle, so I had to look that stat up. Um, in terms of negatives, um, I think he panics a little bit when the ball's in the air, um, especially with his back to the ball. Um, he does a good job to lean on wide receivers when he's uh, working vertically, but he needs, needs to do a better job locating the football, uh, which I think will lead to better ball production. Um, he had so shoulder surgery, I think, in 21, which kind of delayed his breakout. I think we'd probably be talking about him last year if not for that early season um, injury. Um, eight penalties last year, so he's a little bit over aggressive. But um, honestly, like in the games I watched, there was one or two that I thought were really questionable. So, um, yeah, really, really like the player. I think that he's, um, you know, a very, very good player. He's, I think he's going to end up being like a top 15 ish guy for me. Um, I'm very bullish on his projection. Um, I like, I like him a lot. So, him and him in my number two corner. Um, we're honestly a lot, a lot closer than I thought they were going to be um, probably three, four months ago. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about Deontay Banks and just like how he took it to these Ohio State receivers. I think Julian Fleming probably has nightmares to this day about He him. was dominating Fleming. Oh, my goodness. It was it was something else. And, uh, you know, you 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 hinted at it. Uh, I do have Deontay Banks as my number two corner. Uh, I think. For me, I value scheme versatility a lot, and it's not so much that I, you know, I don't like uh, specific scheme guys if they're elite in that scheme. For me, Deontay Banks, 
I just think he's one of those guys you can play him in a ton of different schemes and you can and you can get a lot out of him even early on. He has a smooth pedal appeal to handle quarters coverage. I think he mirrors really well. Um, biggest thing for me uh, when it comes to him, recovery speed for days. So if he if he opens the gate a little early, he can get back into phase. Something I really liked about him was actually his his like his his zone eyes. A lot of times there were guys like running free like outside of his zone, and then he just like kind of like broke inside and like got back vertically and just kind of like closed down like the play from even happening. And I just value that so much in a corner. He had really good understanding of, you know, switch releases and just, you know, I, I saw a play where he like, he like points it out like early on. He's like, he's like, watch, watch for the switch. And then he ends up carrying like, he ends up carrying like the wheel. It, it was, it was, it's really impressive to me. I think he has a lot of nuance overall. There's a little bit of worry about his age because no one can find an official date of birth yeah. on him. But from what I've seen, he only had four years in college, so he should be like 22, 23 or so. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't think he's going to be in that 24 and up range. I, so I don't have too much of a worry there. Uh, you know, you mentioned it. He takes it to receivers. Like he's his press his press technique. I, I don't like two hand jams all that much, but when you're so low with your stance, like you get all that knee bend, and then you're just able to just bench press guys because of how low you are, and you just win purely with leverage. I love that in a corner. I love the fact he can just he can handle, you know, he has good eyes in zone. I love that he can ha- handle press man, and I love that he can handle off-man quarters coverage. I just think there's so much scheme versatility with him, and it's why I'm actually thinking he's a way better fit for Pittsburgh than Joey Porter Jr. is because of how much quarters Pittsburgh likes to run. Like they they make it tough on their on their corners, and I want to I want to emphasize that Banks is a perfect fit for them. So I know there's some people who are worried he wasn't at the you know the Steelers pass wasn't at the pro day. But I think uh, they were still at the in the uh, Arizona meetings. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry overall too much about that. He's definitely cornerback two for me, and I am surprised how close he ended up being to Gonzalez overall, just because of that scheme versatility. Yeah, yeah, Banks, man, he's he's really good. I don't I don't drop a lot of comps. Uh, I think I actually told you about this one a couple weeks ago. Um, Oh, when we were I, doing. When we were starting our ranking show, but I, I don't do a lot of comps. I just, I just don't, don't like doing them unless I feel like really confident um, in one. But I, I see Marshawn Lattimore just in terms of like stylistic play and potential. Like I even see like a similar type ceiling. I really do. I think that he can be that type of like alpha cornerback one at the next level just with more experience like that's the thing with banks is like we just haven't seen a ton of him like he's like last year um you know he played as a freshman i couldn't go back and find like really any freshman tape the numbers look solid but 2020 they had the covid season they only played a handful of games and then like he got hurt early in his junior year so um you know last year you just look at the numbers a 43 percent completion percentage i mean this is this is a dude that was um very, very good. I, I'm surprised that he's not generating uh, more buzz on the Twitter sphere. So. I agree. Um, so 
I want to just get my comp out there. So you said Marshawn Lattimore. I was a, uh, I was more, uh, I was more in the JC Horn. Uh, okay, I see, range. I see that a little I, bit too. Because I think, I think, I think he's a lot more physical than Lattimore is, mm-hmm. and I think he plays a lot more like Horn in that regard. But I do think, you know, if you look at purely at Spiderwebs like Banks and Marshawn Lattimore, it's crazy just how. Yeah, they're very the similar athletes for sure. So. Um, so Banks is two for you. Uh, my number two player, uh, Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon's been pretty much AWOL, um, for the entire like offseason portion, which to me doesn't move his projection a ton just because, um, I think I kind of know what, what I need to know about him, but uh, just some background on Witherspoon six foot, 180 pounds, uh, sound technician and press. Uh, tons of man coverage experience, you know, that Illinois secondary that, you know, they run like 75% man coverage, like more than anyone else in the power five, which is incredible. Uh, puts a lot of stress on your DBs. Um, <laughs> one of the things I have in my notes is uh, plays literally every snap. Like it's his last on the football field. Um, this dude will literally die for you um, on the field. I mean, and I, I love that about him. I, I really just get the feeling of like, unbelievable urgency every time he's out there um every rep just feels like it's going to be his last and he plays like that which is just um it's very inspiring um uber uber aggressive hits like you wouldn't believe for his frame um only 180 pounds but like he'll hit you like a freaking mac truck um insanely competitive especially at the catch point elite ball production um you know, I think he led the he might have led the NCAA last year in past deflections, but consistently bothers receivers, wins rep, reps at the catch point, uh, click and close abilities, impressive, very, very limited, um, you know, false steps or um, anything like that. Like he just gets downhill in a hurry. Does what it does what it takes against the run. Um, I thought instincts and anticipation are both pluses in his game too, especially like when it comes to like diagnosing screens, just getting downhill. Um, the stuff with him is kind of like what you mentioned earlier. Um, lack of competition really was not like he was targeted a lot, but like not really challenged. Um, honestly, like the lack of competition was glaring. Like just did not play a lot of really good receivers um, this past season. I think I watched cause he was, he, I watched him back in December. So before like bowl game season was even underway. And like, I remember watching like eight games cause I really liked his tape. He was, he was a fun player to watch uh technician, you know, all that stuff, but he just did play a lot of good players. Um, I don't see the top end gear to match um, NFL quality speed. Recovery speed is going to be a big thing for him. He is going to have to continue to win as a technician. Um, I think he's a four or five type of corner, um, which does not bother me off of my projection, obviously, but I do think it limits some of his upside because like at the next level, like guys are going to be able to beat him vertically and you're going to have to be wary of like some of those matchups. Um, but I just think he does everything else like incredibly well. And that was like really the only knock that I could find on him was just like, you know, rarely challenged by good players. And then that I thought that, you know, he just wasn't the fastest guy. So, um, but the tape is, I, I think the tape itself, like when you just break it down for what it is, um, it's, technically. It, it's probably the best tape of any corner class. Like he's not the number one corner for us, but like, just if we're just like looking at like, okay, who's the best cornerback in college football last year? Like 
it's De- it was Devin Witherspoon. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know that it was really. I mean, I won't say it wasn't close, but like I, it's a pretty resounding yes for me. But tape is um, a big part of the evaluation. You know, athletic testing is a little bit of the part of, part of the evaluation. I hope we still get that. Um, even though it probably won't sway my um, opinion too much unless he goes out there and runs like a high four five forty, then I'll probably have to drop him a little bit just because that will be concerning because it won't meet the threshold for cornerbacks. Um, but yeah, uh, going to be a really solid player. I think if even if he does, even if say he goes out there year one, year two, and like you just feel like you don't want to play him outside because like you're tired of giving him safety help over the top because he's getting beat too much over like vertically he's going to be a really good slot corner like his change of direction ability like he can fit the run like he's going to be like a freaking asset in that regard charged mike hilton yeah so like there's a really good floor here for this player even if the athleticism isn't gonna wow you or anything like that i really like witherspoon um I'm very curious on where he's going to go, especially if he does not run the 40. Um, I don't think he's going like, I mean, I, I say this, you know, I've said this for months, but I don't think he's going as high as like, you know, people I've seen people like big draft name media guys that I really respect their work and are obviously a lot more tuned into NFL teams than I am. But like, I've seen him get mocked for months to like Detroit at six. And like, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think he's that type of athlete um the nfl like when taking cornerbacks early in the draft like you have to go back to like what the morris claiborne type days i feel like for you to find a corner that's taken that high without like surreal elite athleticism i don't don't know but i think he's gonna go in round one i don't know where he goes but um he's a really good player for me um somebody that i like um do you want to you want to talk about number one first you want me to go uh i want to add one more quick thing on whether yeah go ahead so he's he's actually like he's in that threshold of corners like rarely drafted in the first round that are in the 180 pound yep. range and i think a lot of people don't talk about that enough with devin witherspoon obviously the tape is great and you know the thing with me he has that he has that pro, he's gonna have that personal workout we might get the numbers. I doubt mm-hmm. it. Trake London didn't do it last year, and I yeah. don't blame him. I don't think he runs. That's my prediction. Yeah, I, I can't I can't see Devin Witherspoon running because I think unless he knows he will run 4-3 or low 4-4, four, four, he is not g- going to risk his stock like that because mm-hmm. if he – we don't know how much he's been training for it either. That's the thing too. Like with that hamstring injury, like how much has he even really been like able to do? Exactly. And you don't want scouts to overreact like teams and scouts to overreact. And then you end up going like, like day two because of it. And then you end up losing all that money. Like if Devin Witherspoon's smart, he's not, he's not going to run unless he's running that freaking fast. But yeah, as, as we, uh, as we've talked about before, uh, Seems we're both on the same page with our cornerback one, and uh, I'm a huge Christian Gonzalez fan in terms of his ability. I get a lot of, um, in terms of comp uh, spectrum, in terms of play style and just athleticism perspective, and a lot of the uh, measurables, I was stuck somewhere between Darius Slay and Marshawn Lattimore. I think they are very similar players in terms of being able to just, like, they have really good length. They are so smooth. Like Gonzalez's feet, they're just incredibly smooth. Be able to mirror from off coverage. He can he can play press man really well. 
He has really good eyes and zone coverage. He pr- he proved one of the things that everyone wanted to see in the um in the summer. They wanted to see ball production. They wanted to see him work on those zone eyes, and he ended up making some outstanding plays. Just way better understanding of route distribution, playing the ball in the air, getting his head around. I think something I really is something that's really good about Gonzalez, but it's also a flaw, is he defends the back shoulder so well. Like he plays the back shoulder just extremely well. Be able to like body guys up along the sideline, get get his hand back in the phase. There are instances though where he is almost like he's he's looking back and he's and he's waiting for it, and then he ends up getting a receiver to run past him just a little bit. Happened with Michael Wilson a few times. Didn't lead to any plays, and then the ball wake went over his shoulder. And, you know, those are these are like small things that you can work on overall with Gonzalez. I don't think he is like by any means perfect in terms of technique. I think there's a lot of things he gets away with his athleticism. Um, I don't like his two hand jams nearly as much. I think he works better as a reactionary press corner in terms of waiting for the receiver to declare what their release is and then get his hand, you know, then get his hand on him. Uh, I think he has good technique overall in terms of his uh, one-hand jam techniques. And overall, just Gonzalez, he's he's a great scheme fit for pretty much everyone. He's he's universal scheme fit. That's why he's like the number one corner. He's a great athlete. He's long. He's got ball production. He's And he's 20 years old. Like, th- there's just no overthinking this one for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, just... Uh, there's there's just not a lot to really nitpick with his game and like even the stuff that you can nitpick at I feel like are like all coachable things I mean um six two like 200 what do you weigh in at he weighed in over 200 six pounds one, right the, uh six one one ninety seven which is okay like, so same same as banks um yeah I will say this like and I, I don't say I try not to be like hyperbolic uh about like statements like this. Cause like every draft season or draft cycle, it's like every, every draft person is saying like, Oh, this is the best I've ever seen. Da, da, da. Gonzalez is not the best cornerback prospect I've ever seen. But when you talk about like, I don't know, I'm being serious when I say this, I don't think I've ever seen a six, one corner with these type of hips. I have never in my, I mean, it is unbelievable how fluid this dude's hips are. And I mean, like when he's in press coverage and like he's asked to flip his hips and run, I, this was again, a guy that I watched back in December. I watched like 10 games of this dude. And like, I don't think I saw a receiver just straight up stack him vertically all season long. I mean, it's just, it's impossible to like, it's literally impossible to run away from this dude. Like the four, four that he ran at the combine, like, He's faster than that on tape. Like I legitimately think he's like mid four three guy on tape. Like he, this dude carries that two hundred pound frame incredibly well. Um, he will use his size and length. I know a lot of people say like he's not physical enough. I do agree that he is a more finesse player than physical player. I don't have concerns about his physicality though, and the reason yes. why I say that, if you actually watch his reps, like when the ball's not coming his way. Uh, there's a lot of reps where he's like looking to play that back shoulder. He'll just shove guys out of bounds. And like, you know, he'll just literally just like, di- like dictate um, reps based on his physicality and his length. 
Um, I think he can be a little bit better at the catch point. Um, hit in zone coverage, there are examples of him just making some incredible reads and plays because like there's a slight lag in his transitions just because of how tall he is. Like he doesn't like there there are times where like and he's in off coverage. Um, that change of direction may take him like a split second longer than it's going to take some of these smaller corners. But like when he gets going in a straight line, this dude's incredibly explosive. Like that 10 yard split is like super fast. Um, But I think like sometimes, and you'll see this impressed too, like he's just reliant on his athleticism because like, he's just such a good athlete. Like he's the best at like, I really think that I went back to watch uh, two of his games at Colorado just for fun. Um, I think he's been the best athlete on every field that he's ever played on. Like, I think he's that type of athlete. So um, like he'll get beat at the line of scrimmage or like not play with as much urgency and off coverage because like, he's just so athletic. And I think like if he does like catch up to some of the more technical stuff, playing with more urgency and zone, better, a little bit better footwork or better hand placement and press, like, this is a superstar type of cornerback talent. Um, he just checks every box, man. I think he's like 21. I'm pretty sure he's only like, still like 21 years old. Yeah. He's going to be 20. He's going to be a 21 year old rookie. Yeah. Like you talk about every box. Yes. Every box production. This dude's been like a three year starter. The ball production took jumps. He got noticeably better from year to year to year. Um, the athletic traits are off the freaking charts. Um, the size, everything is there. Um, I just, I don't have, and then they're just everything that people say about him in terms of like the negatives, some of which I think are overblown, but like every bit of it's coachable. And like, that's the thing, like these are the types of players that you absolutely bet on like early in the draft, because not only like, do they give you a solid floor because of their athleticism, the ceiling is just, like he I, to me he has one of the highest ceilings of any player in this draft class um you know if i had to really break it down just as a class as a whole i'm i think gonzalez is a really good player um I, I like him a ton so top prospect for sure in this in this class definitely got one of the top grades yeah uh, top 10 guy for sure so i want to mention just a few things i forgot to mention a few uh in my notes with uh, some of these prospects emmanuel forbes something i was really impressed with his stamina. There were instances where I saw guys just scrambling around and he was just like constantly, you know, staying with guys. Like there was a play in the Arizona game. There were several plays in the Alabama game where Bryce Young is like absolutely going ludicrous with these scrambles <laughs> and he is still being able to cover his guy downfield. And, you know, I, I wanted to note that Deontay Banks, like him as a tackler, Got to work on his run fits, though. He yeah. had some disgusting run fits, and that's definitely something I losing want to losing contain. Yeah, it the Mich- oh, there was the Michigan game that was one of the ugliest run fits I've seen in my life. But I'm not too worried because he's a really good tackler and he's aggressive. So, yeah, those were just some notes I wanted to hit on because I, I I missed them earlier on. Yeah. It's a good episode, man. I, I, I enjoy it. This is always my favorite position to watch. I, I always feel like I watch more corners than anybody or any other, um, you know, positional group every single cycle. I, I love the track, you know, how guys are doing in the league. Cornerback's uh, my favorite position. So um, lots of good conversation here. Um, I'm excited for you guys to be able to check all this out um, when it uploads. So just, again, remember, um, 
please make sure you're subscribed to YouTube channel, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Uh, Nick and I will be back next week with another positional breakdown. Not sure what we're doing next week, but I'm uh, really excited to get into that one. So um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Peace. Peace.